Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we want to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and I want to say happy Monday to you because today is February 21st, 2011, and I really hope that you are as excited about your future as I am because trust me, it is very bright. And you know, we're here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so make sure you go and spread the good news. Now, as always, as Always, we promise to have another fabulous show for you today. Now, we know it's President's Day, and I want to know how you are celebrating it. You know, are you uh, at a parade, or what What do you do on President's Day? Well, today, here on Wealthy Sisters, we're going to celebrate it by talking about money. That's right. We want to talk about how we can locate it, help you make it, and help you keep it. Does that sound all right for you? Well, we want to become better at managing money, not just to be consumers, but we want to have a stronghold and a strong handle on how to maintain and increase, as we say, those dead presidents. And our guest today is more than qualified to share. She is a whiz and a financial genius, and I am so thrilled and honored to have her on Wealthy Sisters today, none other than financial guru expert herself, Miss Glenda Bridgeforth. So you know what you need to do right now. You got to go grab your pens, your tablets, your paper, because the information that's going to be shared on this show can literally change your life right now. All it takes is one idea. All it takes is just one statement to shift, to make a mental shift in some of the things that you can do with your money that can help you today to change your life and have a generational income for your children. So please, right now, Call everybody, text everybody, Facebook them, tweet them. We know there's a lot of people home from work today. Tell them to dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. Or they can tune in live at WealthySistas.com, WealthySistas.com. Also, we want to remind you to mark us as your favorite and follow us there on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well and the Deborah Hartnett Wealthy Sisters, we are there. Now, let's talk about this phenomenal expert that we have on the show. I just want to share some information with you. Glenda Bridgeforth is a leading financial expert who explores the emotional and cultural factors that block financial success. That is a key word there, emotional and cultural factors that block financial success. What is that mindset? Wow, this is going to be an awesome show. After a 15-year career in banking, she established her consulting practice, Bridgeforth Financial and Associates, LLC, in 1990, and specializes in a holistic approach to money management. Bridgeforth is the author of Girl, Get Your Money Straight, and co-author of Girl, Make Your Money Grow. Her most recent release is Girl, Get Your Credit Straight. All of her books are Essence bestsellers, and also, I know you know her name because she was one of the top coaches on Oprah's Debt Diet series. So we are thrilled to have her on the show. I'm not going to keep her from you any longer. We're going to take this short break, come right back, and hear from the dynamic Miss Glenda Bridgeforth. Stay tuned. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.willdraike.com. 
the hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Carmel Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Hello, we are live and back on Wealthy Sisters. Today is another phenomenal show we have for you. We have none other than Mrs. Glenda Bridgeforth, who is the leading financial expert. She deals with emotional and cultural factors that block financial success. And you can visit her website at www.glenda, that's G-L-I-N-D-A-B, Glenda B, as in Bridgeforth.com. So without any further delay, I want to welcome to the show today, Miss Glenda. Hello. Hello, Deborah. How are you? Wonderful. How are you today? I am excited. I have been waiting for an opportunity to come on your fabulous show. I have so many associates and friends that have been guests on your show, and so I'm just thrilled that I now have my opportunity. Yes, well, thank you. We are honored to have you on our show um, today as as a trailblazer, I like to call you, for the financial industry that you're in and setting that standard, writing those phenomenal books has helped so many women. So it's just an honor to have you here. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, as I was listening to you read my bio, I was thinking, yeah, it's been quite a few years that I've been at this. So, you know, <laughs> it's a it's been a wonderful journey, and it's amazing how time flies when you're having fun and growing and stretching and challenging yourself and helping other people. So it's it's been a great, great ride. Yes, indeed. I see 1990. That has been some time um, ago. What, I mean, did you ever imagine that you would be where you are today when you started your business in 1990? No, I really didn't. Uh, I have had some phenomenal opportunities. I've been blessed. I sometimes feel like I'm just God's favorite child, and he's just watching over me and opening doors. And and uh, it's been such um, an evolutionary process. It's not like I just came on the scene all at once. It's been a lot of hard work that was put uh, that I put out there, um, and now, of course, I've tried to work smart as opposed to working uh, quite as hard, but uh, no, I'm doing things now that I never, ever imagined that uh, I would have had an opportunity to do, and it's it's really because I've been blessed and, and just put one foot in front of the other. Well, you know, I know a lot of that comes from your humility, too. I just want the audience to know I, when I first reached out to her, and um, it was just an, a, a thrill to connect with her because I, I read her book and seen her on, of course, Oprah, and just to, just to have her answer her own phone was just amazing. <laughs> so I know a lot of that has to do with your spirit and um, your gentleness because that's important, Um don't you feel in business to to remain true and genuine? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the best lessons I think uh, that I ever learned was um, to be my authentic self. And mm-hmm. it was at a point when I was highly, highly stressed, you know, a huge opportunity and just feeling like, oh, my God, can I do this? Can I do it? And, uh, you know, the the um, support that I got, as it turned out, from my literary agent at the time was, Glenda, just be your authentic self. This is how you got to where you are, and as long as you stay true to that, this is why people love you and why your work is is. Uh, you know, received so well. So that's it's it's a huge part of who I am, and um, and I think life has a way of keeping you, uh, you know, at a point where you remain, uh, uh, you know, at a, a humility uh, standpoint, and mm-hmm. and uh, it it keeps you it keeps you uh, it keeps you where you need to be. Life will do that for you. 
Yes, indeed. Now, I can ditto that. <laughs> you can have some experiences that can either make or break you, and it is true that um, your mindset still has to be of one like yours to accept it and embrace it and allow it to keep you grounded. So that right. that is just phenomenal. Now, I know that um, your background, you were in banking. How, how did you get started in that field growing up? Were your parents in the same industry? Were they entrepreneurs? Or what made you want to go into that, that whole finance arena? Well, my parents were absolutely not in the field. My dad was a steel worker, worked in a factory. My mother was uh, a homemaker, you know, raising, you know, five kids. And um, I I think that I got a strong work ethic from my parents um, because Mm -hmm. they were both really hard workers and and did, you know, a a great job, I think, in terms of providing for the children and doing everything that they could. but I got into banking, I guess I, it's it's interesting because I guess my first job right out of high school was working at a credit union. Mm. And uh, so I was a cashier there and then, you know, did some work with, um, you know, filling out loan applications. And then when I went away to college, I had jobs working at um, a finance company and um also every other uh every summer when i came back home from school i would always go back to the credit union um my degree actually was in education and i realized early on that i didn't want to be a teacher um uh-huh. and so i went back to the credit union and when i uh, after being there for a while then someone suggested to me that i apply for a position uh, as a bank manager trainee at uh, a local bank here in Detroit, and I did that, and the rest is history. I was in banking in Detroit for two years and then moved to California, and I was in banking there for about 13 years as a bank manager, and, um, you know, so that laid the foundation, I think, for my financial background. Wow. You know, that's incredible to have that type of foundation, and and it's always interesting to hear the path that our our, um, guests have taken. You said that you weren't interested in teaching, but how about you've come, looks like, full circle because you're teaching so many. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I think what I didn't like was teaching in the classroom. In the classroom. Uh, Maybe Uh that's what, what it was, but absolutely I've come full circle because I clearly am teaching, I'm just teaching in a different arena than I originally right. thought I would be. Right, right. And, and you know, the, what the traditional mindset that we think of teaching and probably the way you were trained was just for classroom and, and not for what you're doing today. So it's, oh, it's true, our experiences. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say if a high school counselor had told me I could be a bank manager, uh, Uh that there was even that possibility, I'm not sure I would have believed them at the time. Because when Uh I was growing up, that's what people did. You know, those were the prominent positions were people who were teachers. And, Uh uh, you know, uh, for a large part, I think men, you know, were told that they could be doctors or they could be lawyers. But that wasn't the message that I heard. So, uh, I just kind of followed in the footsteps of uh, an older sister of mine into the teaching area, but you know, you 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 have to trust, you know, your your gut and know when something feels right and you're happy at doing it. And if it doesn't feel right, then often you need to make a change. And that was something that I certainly did and uh, continue to do. I'll do this as long as it feels good, and when it doesn't, then I'll do something else. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, tell us uh, some of those amazing um, opportunities that you're experiencing today. I know we just read your brief bio, which is a very humble bio, but I know you sit on some boards. Would you like to share uh, that as well? I remember the last time we spoke uh, earlier in the summer, you were actually ringing the bell or what's that, hitting the hammer there? I'm using the wrong terminology on Wall Street. (laughs) Yes, well, I had an opportunity to uh to be at the opening bell of the New York Stock Exchange uh and that's based on a relationship that I have with Green Dot Corporation um and you know it's just a phenomenal opportunity uh Green Dot is uh the leading prepaid 
uh, debit card network in the country, and so it, um, it it came by way of another opportunity where I was a spokesperson for Walmart for their prepaid money card and had mm-hmm. an opportunity to meet the CEO of Green Dot, and he really liked my work, and then the more we got to talking about my background in banking, um, I was given an opportunity to be on the board of directors of Green Dot Bank, which we're in application right now to um, uh, to have our bank approved. And uh, so it's just been a phenomenal opportunity as far as Green Dot goes. Working on the board of directors is a level that I really hadn't expected uh, to have. Um, it's really interesting seeing all the behind-the-scenes things that uh, are involved in terms of uh, financial institutions and so forth. So it's it's a gr- and they're great people and I'm learning so much. Um, in addition to that, um, let's see. Oh, I've traveled with Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, for uh, a four city economic empowerment tour. I've been on the Larry King show. Um, and then there's a you know another board of directors that I'm considering being on, and it's interesting because in one of uh, my books, Girl Make Your Money Grow, um, one of the things that my co-author and I talked about was you know different ways and different opportunities to um, build your finances and things that you can do. And uh, so being on the board of directors where it's a paid position is one of the things that I'm very excited about. And, uh, um, you know, even though I wrote it, you know, back at the time, just didn't know that it was something that I would actually end up doing. So it's it's been wow. a great opportunity. Wow. that but That's so true that what we actually speak and we we visualize it really does come to pass, and sometimes we don't realize you have to go back. I mean, I've seen stories, heard stories of uh, people who visualize a particular home or vehicle or what have you, and they go right back, and it's the same thing that they've had, you know, in their books uh, or or dream board or vision board. So Absolutely. it is true. My mm-hmm, life is mm-hmm. a testament of that. I clearly live uh, in a place that is very close to what I put on my dream board, uh, you know, at least 15 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a wonderful lifestyle. Um, just there, there are many things that I put on my dream board that uh, I have manifested, and a, a big part of the reason of that was because, you're going to manifest what you focus on. And mm-hmm. so if you focus on success and if you focus on uh, doing the work that needs to be done, you can set goals all day long, but if you don't set the action steps and actually do the action steps, then it's likely not going to happen. So uh, definitely I think we have more power than we know that we have or than we believe that we have, uh, but we have to actually exercise it. That is true. That is true. Faith without works is truly dead, as we know. But, That's um, right. T- taking that action, I mean, we can we can hope all day long, but if we're not taking the action and planning for it, you know, it uh, like you said, that is so true. We're not going to have it. And I guess when things happen, like someone like yourself, when you reach success, or I hear uh, other interviews that I've done, and you 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 can't really imagine, but you you're not surprised though because you put the work into. Is is that the same for you? Well, you know, for instance, the Oprah opportunity. I felt five years after I got into business, I said, I know one day I'm going to be on the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this was in in about 1995 or something like that. I just felt that the um, financial approach that I take, which is a holistic approach where you have to go beyond just looking at the dollars and cents, the practical aspects. What You do have to look at the emotions that are tied into um, our belief systems and how we behave with money, and cultural aspects certainly play a part in terms of, of how we behave with our money. And I just felt that it was something that Oprah would be able to relate to. And uh, it took, 
you know, 15 years uh, for it to actually happen, but it was a situation where they called me. I had not really, I had not reached out to them to go on the mm-hmm. show, and so it was uh, quite surprising and quite wonderful when I did get the call, uh, but I didn't anticipate that it was going to be the 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 type of show that uh-huh. it ended up being, yeah, which was uh-huh. a 12-month program, The Debt Diet. I thought it would be like a one-time uh, opportunity on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there you were there for that whole duration of the series. That's, yes. That, that's yeah. wonderful. Well, it, and it was because the success of the first show broke records on mm-hmm. Oprah.com, and then that's when she asked us to work with the family for a 12-month time period. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how that came about. Do you about. still keep up with some of the families on the show? I, I don't keep up with the family that, I worked with, but I have mm-hmm. uh, stayed in touch with one of the other families. I happened to run into uh, the sister that was on the show that had the issue with the hair, you know, mm-hmm. getting her hair done all the time and, <laughs> you know, buying all the things. And it's just, you know, phenomenal uh, the growth that she and her family had. They're doing really, really well. I was just so proud of her. She looked good and Sounded good, and just they 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 really turned the corner in terms of their program, and the 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 situation with my family was as I explained it at the uh, end of the show. I believe mm-hmm. that they wanted to get out of debt, but they weren't willing to do what it takes. They weren't ready to do it. They weren't ready to make the sacrifices. And mm-hmm. anytime you're not ready to make the sacrifices in order to make it happen, then it's not going to happen. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm not sure where they are. Uh, at mm-hmm. this particular point. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great segue into what you had begun to talk about, your holistic approach that you take uh, as far as financing, uh, finances are concerned, the emotional and cultural factors that block our financial success. What, what are some of the common threads or issues you've noticed with your clients that you worked with that cause us to have uh, mismanage our money? Well, there there are basically three that I've noticed. And in the 20 years that I've been in business, it doesn't matter whether my client earns $20,000 a year or $200,000 a year. The number one common thread seems to be self-esteem or the lack of self-esteem. And it's not that people never feel good about themselves, but at those moments, at those periods where they feel insecure or inadequate or whatever, then there's a tendency to perhaps act out and spend money and largely spend money that they don't have. And, um, you know, the other aspect, I think, of the self-esteem issue is that we're so outwardly focused that we tend to buy things where we look good and we, you know, live in the right place and so forth, uh, drive the right car. And I know this to be true based on my own personal experience because even as a bank manager, that's when my awareness came was when I realized that I was making more money than I had ever made before in my life, but I was still broke. I was just broke Mm. at a higher status level. So Mm -hmm. when I hit my bottom, which was getting to a point where, um, not only was I living paycheck to paycheck, but I was basically on the verge of bankruptcy because um, I had income property in foreclosure. The house I was living in was getting ready to go into foreclosure, and I had this $50,000 worth of unsecured debt. I was going through a divorce and was on disability, so it was like my whole life crashed. But what was really important for me to understand was um, – that there was help that was available. And in reaching out and getting the coaching that I needed in order to get my life on track, my finances on track, then uh, what I realized was that I had some skills and I had experience and knowledge that could help other people, and that's when I decided to start my business, and that was back in 1990. In 1990. That's incredible. That's nothing like a personal experience that can really um, make you become better at sharing information. I mean, I I think that we go through things in life so that we can share and give back and help others to prevent or, you know, to not experience some of those things or to help save uh, us in those situations. So you mentioned that you had a coach. How did you know to even get help? How did you know that there was help for your Um, situation? yeah, at the time, you know, I was still in banking, and mm-hmm. so, you know, first I went to the employee assistance 
uh, department, you know, I'm like, you know, things, my life is not right and, you know, I just need to talk to somebody. Then they mm-hmm. referred me to an occupational psychologist and then I decided to get a therapist on my own and I just happened to find somebody that uh, I knew personally and it was just a perfect match. Well, that therapist then suggested that I talk to a financial coach because, you know, she could help me with the emotional things, but she couldn't help me with the practical financial pieces. And Mm -hmm. so so that was kind of the, the beginning uh, and this was back in the day where there were very, very few. I only knew of of maybe two people that did that kind of work. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned trailblazer, my being a trailblazer. I I really was back uh, in the day one of the very first people in the country that specialized in working with people on financial coaching. So oh, sure. um, I explored all of my options. I explored bankruptcy and credit counseling and so forth. But what felt right to me, what felt, you know, would work the best for me was that one-on-one hand-holding and support until I felt strong enough and had the system in order to do what I needed to do. And uh, then that's when I decided uh, I could teach it to other people. Mm-hmm. What would you say today to our audience? Because we have, we have business owners, we have professionals, we have people from all walks of uh of life and a lot of challenges we understand people are facing today with credit and with money and some people you know really are at the point where they feel like there is no hope kind of like it sounds like where you were what would you say to that individual right now what would be the first thing that they would need to do to begin climbing out of the the situation that they're in I guess I would say You know, don't panic because often Mm -hmm. what people tend to do is, you know, they get in a situation, something unexpected happens, and then they panic and then they they make a financial decision. They go to a payday loan uh, store or, you know, they do some other sort of of, um, uh, lending uh, or borrowing that will put them in a precarious situation. So I'd say, first of all, don't panic. Secondly, I think that there are resources that are out there whether you go to uh, uh, website nfcc.org, uh, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, or whether mm-hmm. you contact a financial coach like myself, there are a number of coaches that are around the country uh, nowadays. So there are other individuals that are available to do the one-on-one coaching. But it's very important, I think, to not panic, to get clear. You need to write everything down, um, what debt you have. You need to see how big is the picture. And because money is such an emotional um, subject for us to deal with, I think that an objective pair of eyes, like a coach, a counselor, um, a financial planner, whoever, um, that is willing to sit down with you and take a look at where you are, very often um, they're able to see a way out for you. They're able to show you that there is light at the end of the tunnel that perhaps you don't see because you are so emotionally connected to it. So Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. clarity, I think, is extremely important. And then it's also uh, critically important to make a plan. Uh, You need to have a plan every month in terms of where your money should go, and then you need to actually track it. Where did your money actually go? And one other point I want to make, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on how much money a person makes, the six-figure income or the seven-figure income. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you make $100,000 a year. If you're spending $150,000, then, you know, you are not – It's all relative. uh, (laughs) It's all relative. So you're not putting yourself in a position where you're going to be able to create wealth. You can make $50,000 a year, and if you only spend forty, then you're in a better position than that person who's making a six-figure income and spending well over that. So I do think that it's important for people to understand that. There are a lot of people who are in better financial uh, situations, um, and it's largely because they have minimized uh, their debt or they have absolutely no debt. And that's a better place to be because then you're not vulnerable to the system. Right, 
which is which once you get caught up it can be a vicious cycle to get out of it. There. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is. Mhm. It's almost like a trick it seems, you know, to to really keep keep us in bondage the being uh, wanting to have the things right now where, you know, when our grandparents came along, they actually waited on some of those things um that that we purchased. I mean, clothes. I I I can never imagine my grandmother paying putting clothes on credit, you know, right. or, um, right. you know, those those types of things there. What are some of the most common mistakes that you see black women uh, make with their finances? Um, you know, there's one of the big things that I find, especially with black women, is we have, because we're so loving and nurturing, I think that we tend to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. far more often than we should. And often the people that we're taking care of, these are able-bodied grown folks that need mm-hmm. to be taking care of themselves. Now, it might be a, a spouse or a partner or it might be a child, um, but often, you know, we find ourselves in positions where, you know, we're saying, well, you know, we we just don't have the ability to say no easily. And so that's something that I think often, you know, we have to practice and we may have to learn how to say, no, not right now, or I'm sorry, I'm not able to do it. I mean, I'll even tell my clients, look, blame it on me. Tell them your financial coach Mm -hmm. says, no, you can't do it. But Mm -hmm. it's important often for us to allow people to not use us as a crutch. And in doing that, I think that, you know, we, we just can't enable people. So, what we do when we learn to say no or let people be responsible for themselves is we begin to empower them. Um, so taking care of other people is one of the big things that I've found. Um, I think that we have difficulty in communicating, especially if we're in a relationship. It's very difficult to talk about money. So communicate, learning to communicate with your partner about money and to be able to do it in a non-critical non-judgmental kind of way so that you can keep the communication open uh, is helpful because if both partners don't buy into the plan, then one or the other is going to end up sabotaging it. Can you give an example? Oh, go ahead. Oh, No, I mean, you know, uh, it could be that, you know, a husband makes the budget for the household and if the and the husband may say, okay, this is where money needs to be spent, here, 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 and here. Well, if the wife hasn't bought into, you know, this is where money needs to be spent, then there's a a tendency for her to rebel or sabotage and, you know, spend money buying things, uh, leaving it in the car, you know, sneaking it in the closet, you know, whatever. And, I mean, and that can go both ways, trust me. It can be the wife making the plan and the husband doesn't stick with it, you know. so, you know, limiting the amount of money that gets spent on clothes. And I think often women get a really bad rap in that we spend lots of money on clothes. I have seen that men do the exact same things and have as many shoes in their closet as we do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, typically it's it's that men will spend more money on, like, electronics or, you know, technical kinds of things Golfing. or motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, that sort uh-huh. of stuff. So there is a tendency, I think, for us to get a bad rap at times. But, the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, one of the other main things is we just overspend. You know, we just uh, have difficulty determining the difference between a want and a need. And when you do that, when, you know, you feel like everything is a need, um, I think uh, that that's when you get to the point where you start to overspend and, uh, it's very easy to blow your spending plan or blow your budget. Um, and I think that over the years we've gotten to the point where we feel like everything is a need. You know, getting our hair done every week is a need. You know, mm-hmm. uh, having mm-hmm. a personal trainer is a need. Those mm-hmm. are not needs. You know, having cable, having, you know, a cell phone, having all the services that are tied to it, those are not needs. Um, they mm-hmm. really are wants, and they're, they're wants, especially if you're in a situation where, uh, you're in financial crisis. So an objective pair of eyes, again, can be very helpful in helping you to determine the difference between a want and a need. Well, I know those objective pair of eyes, having you look at uh, someone's report or look at someone's situation would just be the ultimate 
the ultimate to have you. And you you offer uh, a free consultation. Well, I'm offering it to your listeners. Uh, Anyone who's listening to the show who would be interested in having a free 30-minute consultation, uh, you just need to go to my website, to the contact page, and send me an email. Indicate that you've listened to the show and that you're interested in the consultation. Put your phone number down, and we will be sure to contact you and uh, set up a, a time frame that works for both of us where we can just, you know, if 30 minutes isn't a lot of time, but it is enough time to kind of point you in the right direction or to give you an idea of how um, my coaching services or associates of mine, how we might be able to assist you. So wow, that invitation awesome. is open to your listeners. And also, I mean, to have that, give them your website so that they can get that information again. Okay, just go to www.glindab.com, and that's G-L-I-N-D-A-B.com, glindab.com. Wow. Now, to have you look at it, that that is a thrill. I mean, I want you all to know what that is, to have her. So you want to take advantage of that. Go to her website now, www.glindab.com. Take advantage of that. This this. This woman was is a trailblazer. She was featured on Oprah. I mean, Larry King, she sits on all types of boards. So to have her look at your situation, not just though, you know, we have a lot of people that we know that are financial planners, but they don't have this type of track record. To have her look at it, you definitely want to take advantage of that. So, Miss Glenda, it has been uh, an awesome privilege and pleasure to have you on our show today. Is there any final words you like to leave with our audience? The most important thing, I think, is to take action now. Take mm-hmm. action. You know, it's one thing to listen to, uh, you know, financial information, to get the knowledge uh, to read the books, but if you don't implement the information that you that you gain, then it's not going to help you. It's not going to further you. It's not going to get you out of the situation that you're in. And so I'm a big believer that, you know, once you have the inkling to do it, make the call now. Take the step now um, because my offer uh, in terms of the free 30-minute consultation is basically you need to call me and we need to get it scheduled within the next 30 days. I don't want people coming back, you know, six months from right. now saying, I heard you talk on Deborah Hart. Because <laughs> uh, I will be on to something else at that point. But um, it, it's been an honor to be on the show, and I know that you've got amazing listeners, and uh, I, I truly, truly am, am pleased to have had an opportunity to share some of my thoughts and, and my feelings about money management to your listeners. Well, we know this won't be the last time. This is just the beginning. We do know that, and uh, we want to wish you an awesome day. And, again, they can purchase your books at any major bookstore online. Walk into the bookstore. You can go to her website and get them. And you can also go to WealthySisters.com on the the radio show today. We have them listed there as well. And, again, that's Girl, Get Your Money Straight, Girl, Get Your Credit Straight, and Girl, Make Your Money grow. You've heard Miss Glenda Bridgeforth. Thank you so much, Miss Bridgeforth, for being on our show today and have a wonderful day. Thank you, and you do the same. All right. Well, stay tuned, listeners. We thank you for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters today. We have another wonderful guest that's coming on, and she's going to be sharing about her new magazine called Array that she's just launched. We're going to take a short break and come right back and be able to speak with none other than Miss Monica Montgomery. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Hi there, this is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world 
We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll-free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world. We provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewintersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435. Yes, we are live back on Wellness Sisters. We had an awesome show today. We just had Ms. Glenda Bridgeforth. Go to her website, www.glendab.com. That's G-L-I-N-D-A-B.com. Phenomenal woman. Powerful. She's a trailblazer in the financial planning industry. And uh, just a privilege to have her on the show. Our next guest today is a young lady that I have a ton of respect for. She has one of the most genuine spirits you ever want to meet. And I know once you hear her speak and hear what her purpose and her mission is, you're going to fall in love with her just as I have. She is the publisher of the latest magazine called Array, and their tagline is Generosity as a Lifestyle. Her website is SavvyDoGooder.com, and she's here to talk about the whole mission and the purpose of this magazine, which is Getting Back to the Basics in Giving. So, hello, we want to welcome Monica Montgomery to Wealthy Sisters. How are you, Monica? Hi, Deborah. I'm well. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Well, you are so welcome. We are so pleased to announce that that uh, you are one of our media sponsors for the Winter Summit Conference and yes. Expo, which is March 17th through the 19th, Exciting. just around the corner. So <laughs> excited. Right. Oh wow! I have so much great news to share with the, our listening audience today. We we met this weekend. Um, we were there in the area, and I tell you, when I tell you this is going to be a spectacular event, we literally get this, Monica. I didn't only, I didn't think I had a chance to share this with you when I saw you Saturday. We literally have women that have registered that are coming from the Congo, coming wow. from Belgium, coming from France from Cameroon, from Benin. These women are business owners who are hungry and serious about improving their businesses. They own uh, mines. They mine diamonds. They have oil companies. They're in the finance. I mean, you name it. And they want to partner with African-American businesswomen, and they found us on the Internet. And, I mean, it's, it just has totally blown me away. So anybody that's listening, if you have not planned to come to the Winter Summit, you need to get registered now. So wintersummit.com right now because I'm telling you, this is going to be an event that you don't want to miss. Now, tell us, tell us, Monica, about the magazine and why, you know, you created it and, and how we can continue to uh, support you. Sure thing. Well, Deborah, thank you for the opportunity. Array Magazine is all about inspiring generosity as a lifestyle. And we've mm-hmm. come to tell the stories of culture, charity, cause, and change for our community. I mm-hmm. I really originated the magazine because I didn't see an outlet purely dedicated to positive news about give back and impact. And to me, that's a showstopper. That's the main event. I feel like mm-hmm. negative news is in so much demand, you're always hearing about things going wrong and killings and shootings, but no one's highlighting the good positive efforts of role model organizations and great people in the community, and I wanted to be a hub for that, and Array was born. Yes, well, you know, I love it because you talked about um, the importance of giving and how 
even today, especially, you know, that we know that if you want something, you've got to give of something. And, yeah. and, and that what you want, you need to give of. And it seems like we have gotten away from that spirit of giving, especially when we talk about within um, our culture, which has always been rich in giving. Um, it seems that you know there are agendas or you know people are focused more on taking or what can you do what can you know nobody wants to even even like seeking interns it's different yeah. today it's like yeah. paid internships like what i right. i didn't have paid internships you know <laughs> Where 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 has that gone? Where we you know we understand the importance of focusing on giving. So I'm glad that you're doing this. Thank you, and that's a great point. I feel like a lot of times in today's society, we've gotten so focused on I, and we've really mm-hmm. lost the we. There's no more mm-hmm. thought for the community. Only Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's when people kind mm-hmm. of go and do a, a, a soup drive, a coat drive, a can drive, but it's really kind of a meaningless action if it's not ingrained in your daily lifestyle because it's not just for those two times a year. Giving back never goes out of style. That's what we believe right. at Array Magazine, and we feel like there's a way to give back in your everyday life so that it won't hurt hurt or hinder you, but you can also right. enrich those around you because we have so much to offer. And it's not always money. A lot of times right. you can volunteer your time. You can just, the ministry of presence, you can spend a few moments talking to your neighbor, finding out how they're doing. You can mm-hmm. share what you know with the class. You can mentor. It could be generosity of thought leadership, generosity of action. Whatever it is, there's something you can do to sow a seed back in the community, and that's what we want to inspire at Array Magazine. Mhm. I think that is just such a powerful um way to live and especially we know that the more you give the more you receive and if we could focus on that and and I mean I know the book that that I read the power of giving how mm-hmm. giving back enriches us all you are you familiar with with that one I am that that, yeah, to, that um, you know, they talk about that. How you know, when we give, we manifest all types of things in our life. But it's that spirit behind the giving, because you know, we I've had experiences where recently, you know, where people will give or what have you, and and you're not quite sure what what is coming from. If if you're giving with the intent of you know, it's not genuine. You're not expecting anything back from that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you promote that in the magazine of how we should give? What I mean, what are what are your uh, foundation principles on that, and and what does the magazine say about the the spirit of giving? Sure. So the magazine feels that the spirit of giving is something that we all ought to do. We have a responsibility, and we aim to inspire optimism and activism and impact. So definitely starting to change your mindset is important. Seeing every opportunity as an opportunity to get involved and give back to the best of your ability, and then actually going out and doing it. Because a lot of people get stuck at, oh, I was thinking about it stage, or oh, I know I should do it, and oh, I just don't have the time. But we really want to inspire you to action. Inspired action is kind of what we feel is important. And in terms of giving back, there's time, talent, and treasure. And, of course, everyone's heard these three terms thrown about all the time loosely, but time is just taking time out of your day, out of your week, out of your busy life, and spending it with someone who could use what you have to offer. Talent, of course, is if you're good at something, if you know something well, tutor, mentor, go out and teach a class in the local library, whatever it is, you know, share your talents with the world. And, of course, your treasure. So many of us that are blessed to be middle class, upper middle class, wealthy sisters, we can take a small increment of what we make and what we have and reinvest that in the community for a greater impact. And that's what we want to advocate for. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about the magazine. I know uh, we celebrated on Friday your DC launch, which yes. was this 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 magazine was your second one. Tell us yes. how how often does it come out, and um, how, tell us a little bit about your first issue and this second issue here. Sure thing. So Array is a monthly publication. I know that a lot of people said monthly. Are you crazy? <laughs> but <laughs> I feel that you know what I love trying to do and accomplish the impossible. And in this economy and in this state to start print publication, this is not just a blog, y'all. This is a print yes. magazine. It's a nice print magazine, too. With gloss on it. Yes. <laughs> we went the extra step. 
Yes, high gloss UV coating. A print Full publication color. Like, yes, that's what we wanted to offer and share with our readers. It's going to come out monthly. Um, we basically are on our second issue, so it's still new. It's still exciting. We've been. Our goal is to expand into one new city a month. So the first city was Philadelphia, where I have a large base, and that was the Visionary Edition. Um, and we highlighted two very successful kind of philanthropic gentlemen in the area that do a lot of mentoring, education, and outreach to help Haiti and kind of do missions trips to Haiti. That was Howard John and Shelton Mercer. Um, and this newest edition, we're kind of trying to get a lot into one. So on one side, we have four beautiful black ladies from D.C. who I'm calling the Black Girls Rock um, you know, cover models, and this is the Ingenuity Edition. So these are women that are thought leaders and social media change agents. They have blogs about philanthropy, such as Black Gives Back with Tracy Webb and The Cotillion Online with Pamela Presley. Some of them are authors. Um, Rosetta Thurman just wrote a book, How to Become a Nonprofit Rockstar, which is a great um, entry level kind of how to get in that nonprofit sector for young professionals. And then our other cover model, our fourth. Black Girls Rock Lady is Valeda Fullwood, and she's launching um, a movement and a book called The Giving Back Project. She's out of Charlotte, North Carolina, doing some great things. She runs a giving circle and is very involved in the philanthropic community there. So that's the one side of the book. The other side you flip to, because I, I see it as kind of we want to pack a punch of everyone we can on both of those covers. We have um, a local businessman, entrepreneur, thought leader, marketing strategist, Suleiman Rahman, um, and he is the chairman of the African-American Chamber of Commerce in Philadelphia, and he does a lot of giving back and economic empowerment sort of work. And all of them are fabulous folks that I, I was excited to feature. Wow. Now, how can we get the magazine? And you got to give us the the meaning of Array, because the spelling is not, for those of you all who are trying to Google it now, it is not spelled the way it's pronounced. So you got to tell us about the name of the magazine. Sure thing. So Array, I'm, I'm one of these quirky people that is into etymology and my love dad, it. I love it too. <laughs> Harvard University, you know, professor, and he just taught me all these Latin words, and I just really had fun. I'm, I'm a nerd deep down inside, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. So, so array is an ancient Greek term, and it means the fulfillment of purpose and the pursuit of excellence, and can broadly be applied to filling up and living up to one's potential. And that concept resonated with me so much, and I knew that I wanted to kind of bring that back into the cultural consciousness of people today, that back then they were all about, you know, excellence and purpose and living up to your potential and not just in a financial way, more so in a humanitarian way. So I said I was determined to bring this word back into common use, and Array was born, and, and, and it's, it still applies today. And I think it's powerful when you learn what the meaning is, how we can still apply it to our daily lives. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. So I love it. And spell it for us so that they'll sure. know. Sure. So for all who are wondering, it, it sounds and it's spelled like arete. So I'm not upset if you mispronounce it. I know it happens a lot. It's A-R-E-T-E, um, and there's usually an accent over the E. We kind of put an arrow through the E, but it's A-R-E-T-E. Um, and for those that are struggling with it, we just basically call our readers Savvy do-gooders, and you're going to see this term a lot in our magazine. So it's, if you look us up on Facebook, you would go to facebook.com slash savvy do-gooder, S-A-V-V-Y-D-O-G-O-O-D-E-R. And that brings it home for a lot of people that basically we're about do-gooding in a sophisticated, cultural, new age kind of way. So savvy do-gooder <laughs> is our other branding term that we use. Mm-hmm. I love that, the Savvy Do-Gooder, SavvyDoGooder.com. That's wonderful. Now, why did you put the arrow through? What What was your meaning we, behind that? Well, when you look at the logo. Pointing I to mean, the right. Right. <laughs> right we, we direction. Right. show, like, yeah, like forward motion, progression, uh-huh. upward and onward. We really wanted every part of our brand statement, our brand package, our, our look, to really forward, excuse me, to, sig- to, to signal forward movement and achievement. So we're giving back. We're on that course. We're making those moves. We're impacting lives. This is something that's happening constantly. We're in motion. We're not standing still. We're not waiting for anyone. We're going for it. And that's what the arrow signifies. 
What has what has the response been? How has that response been for me? Because you you're talking about giving. Um, this is something that is not you know like we said it's not commonly talked about in this way. What what type of response have you been receiving from the the people that you've been promoting this project to? Sure, sure. We've gotten actually a very big, overwhelming response. And believe it or not, most mm-hmm. people deep down have the desire to do something good and to give back. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know where to start. And that's where we mm-hmm. come in. We're the catalyst, that agent of change to kind of galvanize you forward. So when we launch in different cities, we've had people, crowds from up to 100 to 200 people come out, and everyone tells me, wow, this is great. This is something I care about that I so rarely see. Everyone knows someone who's helped by a nonprofit. Everyone has mm-hmm. connections to some nonprofit, faith-based group or community group, and everyone's looking to get reinvolved and reinvested into a charity. So people are so excited that this is now a topic of interest and they can find information like that in magazine. They've been sharing and telling friends and gotten really excited and had a positive feedback of what we can do better and what we're doing great now. That's wonderful. Now, if someone had an idea for your magazine or um, they wanted to advertise in your magazine, of course, we would want them to do that, right? Yes, <laughs> the yes. Advertise. We advertise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How would they do that? Would sure. They need to contact you. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can contact me. I'm, I have a great team of staff around me, but I do answer all emails personally. You can email ArrayMag. That's A-R-E-T-E-M-A-G at gmail.com. That comes directly to me. Or if you'd like to subscribe or purchase one of our Business with a Heart advertising packages, which we call all our advertisers Businesses with a Heart, you can go to um, our site, which is www.savvydogooder.eventbrite.com. And that's where you can purchase subscriptions, advertisements. You can even ask a question through there. That's SavvyDoGooder.EventBright.com. Our website, which is totally going to be awesome and phenomenal, is going to be coming middle of the month, probably before the Winter Summit. But right now we're using all our other social media tools to keep outreaching to the public. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the Winter Summit, I, I am just I, – I was sharing this yesterday. Um, some Someone was asking about stories of people that attended. And, I mean, it's just it just makes my heart skip and jump extra when I see great things like this, what you're doing. You were already doing phenomenal things before you came to the Winter Summit. But did coming to the Winter Summit have any type of impact on your life uh, last year to help you position – yourself or to do what you're doing today? Certainly, certainly. I really, and I go to a lot of conferences, a lot of seminars and a lot of meetings, but I would say one of the best I've ever been to is the Winter Summit and that initial um, one that I attended last year in Baltimore. It was just amazing to be surrounded by go-getting, like-minded, brave, courageous women who are in business, who are aspiring to be in business, but who all had that similar we can do this attitude. And Deborah just fosters this great, inclusive, warm, loving, enriching community that when you come in, you know, you're not like feeling like, oh, I don't know anyone here. I'm going to sit by myself. Everyone is almost like old friends again. You come in, mm-hmm. it's, it's people that you met, it's people that you want to meet, entrepreneurs and those that are on that path. And everyone's just totally there for enrichment and there to win. And it's really a great environment. You, you get to hear great speakers, great vendors. You get a treat by entertainment. Last last year they had Tony Terry. Oh, my God, love him. He turned and it out. It's so much fun. He turns it out. It's so much fun with a purpose. It really is great, and it did impact my life, and it made me feel like I can do the impossible. I probably would not have started a magazine were it not for the influence of a conference like that. So I'm very thankful to you for that, Deborah. Wow. Well, thank you for coming. I know, didn't you tell me you found out about it at the last minute? I did. I'm like, I'm always on the Internet, always on Facebook, and I just saw it on someone else's Facebook page. And I'm like, what's this? Winner's Summit? I'm, I want to be a winner. And clicked on it. Liked it. And I'm the kind of person, like, being from New York, I'm like, I'll reach out to anyone with no fear, with no trepidation. I was like, let me call her up and say, hey, this is who I am. Can I come? Is there still room? And you were like, yes, there's still space, and sign up in this way. And you were just so sweet and warm. Even though you didn't know me from a can of paint and know what I did, you still welcomed me. And I really appreciate that, and I will always, always support you in everything you do, Deborah. 
Oh, bless you, bless you. So you've heard from the publisher of the new magazine, Array. You can go to SavvyDoGooder.com and get your subscription today. Learn how uh, to become a part of this great project, this great movement that Monica Montgomery has started. So we thank you so much, Monica, for being on the show today. want to thank, thank all of our listeners, Ms. Glenda Bridgeforth, for also being our very special guest in the first half today. Stay tuned for next week. We will have another great show. We we actually have Prudential that's going to be on the show with us next week, a sister who started her business with Prudential is breaking all type of records. Going to hear a great story from her as well. So we thank you for tuning in. Once again, have an awesome day. And remember, it is your life to live. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com.